Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a Better Business Bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. You've lost that driving feeling. Oh, that driving feeling. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. The USA in your Chevrolet, America's asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Good morning and welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. This morning, uh, we're missing one of our main components. That's Robbie Dillmore. So I have moved over a few seats and I'm sitting behind the mic that's usually occupied by Robbie. This morning, he is at the, I think, see, he's at the Masculine Journey Men's Retreat. And I know that's going to be an awesome weekend. We certainly miss him. And I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, just sort of filling in this morning. One thing that I want to remind you, this is a call-in show, so I hope you'll give us a call, and we're going to try to talk about some topics that I hope will spur some interest. And let me go ahead and give you that number. It's 866-348-7884. Sort of changed a little bit about what I want to talk about this morning just because of an incident that happened uh, to me yesterday morning, Friday morning. You know, I'm one who always says, you know, make sure you check your gauges on your car, do things, preventive stuff to make sure you don't end up having a problem. Well, yesterday morning as I was getting up and getting out of bed and getting rolling, I get a call from my daughter, which that's never a good sign in the morning when you get an unexpected call, especially when you know that she should be on her way to work. And she told me that she was sitting on the ramp to I-40 and her car quit running. Well, so I go and pick her up and end up having my one of our tow trucks go pick the car up a little later on that morning and take it to a shop. Well, lo and behold, one of the problems, in which we really don't know what that problem is, is just me ignoring something that I talk about all the time. For the last uh, 
few weeks, she had been telling me that the engine light had been coming on, the yellow light, which I told her to check the miles on when it's time for an oil change. And she said, well, I'm, I'm right, almost at it. So I said, well, it's probably just come on for that. And I never went out and checked the oil on her vehicle. Well, what would you know? Uh, it was only about four quarts low. So as we sit here today, I'm just hoping we're not putting having to having to a major repair cost on our car. And really, that one's on me because I'm one who preaches it all the time. Make sure you keep an eye on your gauges. See what what those are telling you. And I just assumed that it was just about time for the oil change, in which that's going to be something that's probably going to be a costly lesson that I should have known better. So my question this morning is, I know that everyone out there has had those incidents where you've overlooked doing something or preparing your car for the season or preparing your car to travel or preparing your car to to give you the longevity that it should just because you overlook and take things for granted. And I certainly fell into that this week, and that was certainly going to be a lesson that, that I learned, especially when I know that she had told me probably three or four times about that light, and I just kept brushing it off and with her no longer living at home it would have took me and us time to coordinate for me to go get it checked or me to tell her to go somewhere and just get him to check at which was pretty dumb on my part and i hope i don't have to pay such a big price for that but it just goes back to you know what be proactive and pay attention to that kind of those lights and stuff because it's easy to overlook it this morning before we get going into our topic and part of my topic is preparing your car for the season the season of life that it's that it's going into and 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 how to do the maintenance on it and do things be proactive is sort of how it is in our life how we need to be proactive in our life and how we need to be prepared for the seasons in our life and we're going to sort of touch on that at the end of the program one other thing that i i'd like to take this opportunity this morning before we get going too heavy is just to take a moment or two just to talk about a, a vision that Robbie had a few years ago and that's Jesus labor of love and I know that he has mentioned it uh, usually every Saturday morning about the opportunities there is to serve in that but you can go online and go to the Christian car guy radio and go to the link for Jesus labor of love and there's opportunities being on the prayer team being able to assist on being a coordinator and also if you're a repair facility to be able to sign up and and, and be able to get involved in that ministry we have been raised body shop and record service and has been part of that team for I don't even know how many years we've been doing it, but ever since the inception of it, and I will tell you now, it's you know, you look and say, Well, how do I have time to do that? And what is the you know, is it really a benefit? Well, every time I've ever helped somebody through that program, and I'm sure that everybody else who's involved in that will tell you the same thing. God is able to work through you in a pretty awesome way. And, and and it is pretty powerful when you see people come in real need. And when they come to you and, and when they go through that program, they really are almost at the point of being hopeless. And Robbie talked about a few, I guess probably within the last year, he changed his approach a little bit. Everybody who calls in or makes contact, first thing he does is prays with them. You know, sometimes people don't need anything more than just knowing that Somebody cares about them. And you know what? If you're able to help them and give them a 
a material blessing, you know, that's just sort of like icing on the cake because when they realize that somebody cares about them and through that prayer, you're not only conveying that you care about them, but more importantly, you're conveying the fact that Jesus Christ cares about them. So if you're listening and you're looking for a way to get plugged into a ministry, uh, I invite you, the door's wide open, come in and, and join us. If you're a repair facility, we'd love to have you. If you're just able to just be a prayer leader in this situation, come on aboard. If you're looking for a way to give, there's an opportunity to give online. You can, uh, whatever it is, it can be a dollar, it can be a hundred dollars. It doesn't matter because those funds go directly to those needs. It's not a administration fees or anything that comes out of that. It goes directly to meet needs of these people who are definitely at a point of just needing somewhere to turn. And I just encourage you to do that. Also, if you're looking and you live in an area, pull up that website and look at those repair facilities because most of those facilities are Christian ran. Well, I, I, not most of them. I know they all are. So you'll look in and you see that they have a different commitment to service and to serving those people and serving their community. So it's a great opportunity to start looking and where's a good place to go get my oil changed? Where's a good place to get my mechanical work? Where's a good place to have towing done? Or where's a good place to have body work done? Look down those lists and see if there's somebody there and at least go and, and talk to them and, and see it. And also when you have that opportunity, thank them for what they do. Because God is uh, certainly working through that ministry. And I just encourage you to become part of that if you can. And this morning, as I, as I mentioned, my main topic is how do you prepare your car for the season in which it's in? You know, when you have a brand new car, you go buy it off the showroom floor. It doesn't necessarily take as much maintenance. stuff. So the season of that thing is a young life and it's raring to go. But as your car gets more time on it and more uh, miles on it, then all of a sudden there's things that we need to do to make sure that we take care of the vehicle. And it's so easy sometimes, just like I just, just mentioned, you overlook things. It's, okay, that light's on, it just needs oil change. Be proactive. Look to what they're saying. It doesn't always, you know, because my thing was always being, if it's a yellow light, you can keep driving. If it's a red light, you need to get stopped. But you know what? Just check it out because it's telling you what it needs to happen there, and it's easy to just overlook it. As I start thinking about things to do to prepare your car for the season especially this time of the season where we're coming out of winter time and we're moving into spring and summer our vehicles have a different uh they're in a different environment so there's things that we need to do and and traditionally the travel's much different and i think one of the first things to do to make your car ready for spring is to clean it Okay, your vehicle has just, in most parts of this country, has just came out of winter where there's salts on the road, salt on the road, all of this stuff. So we're going to get back to that, fix it, go to a break. But just start thinking about where is that time in my life that I knew what the signal was to stop and pause and take heed on what something's telling me and I've just ignored it when it's cost me. And that's where we're at now. So once again, give us a call, 866-348-7884.
Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service this morning. You know, as we just talked about, you know, the things we need to do to make sure we keep our cars, you know, on the road and safe and get longevity out of them where we're going to get, uh, you know, just taking them into the future. We start talking about taking into the future on this segment we're very fortunate enough to have uh, Sam. Make sure I say this when I when I say this name, I'm going to probably butcher it up. So when he comes on, he's not to correct me on it. Abdul Samid, I think that's pretty close. <laughs> uh, but he's also uh, an expert in the automated self-driving vehicles. So I've got him on the line. We're going to bring him live now. Sam, do you hear me? I can hear you just fine, Jerry. And how bad did I butcher your name? I know. <laughs> Pretty close. Uh, Abu al Samad is the way I usually pronounce it. So that uh, was, was fine. All right. Well, I'm because you know what? From this point on, you're Sam, okay? <laughs> that works. That works great. No problem. Uh, uh, my first question is uh, what is your role? I, I'm not really sure. Do you work for Ford Motor Company or is it the Navigate Research Institute? Or Yeah, no, I, I don't work for Ford. Um, I'm, I'm a senior analyst at Navigate Research and we're a, we're a market research firm. And we take a look at a lot of different technology areas and um, look at uh, forecast how the technologies are going to develop uh, in the marketplace. How you know how how big we expect, which technologies we expect are going to get adopted, um, and uh, how 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 big the market's going to be. Um, and the particular report that we published this week is our one of our leaderboard reports uh, for self-driving car technologies. And we took a look at the the leading companies in in that space. You know which, which companies are developing. Uh, autonomous vehicles, and and based on a, a number of different factors, we came up with we did some scoring and came up with which companies we think are most likely to be successful in uh, bring in commercializing the technology, making it available to people to actually use. Yeah, when you say the criteria that you used, I mean, what were the what were the benchmarks that you used to come up with this? So we, we looked at uh, what we call strategy and execution. So things like vision, you know, what what's you know what does the company want to do over the long term? Uh, their go to market strategies, which companies they're partnered with, um, their production capabilities, um, the the technology, the basic self driving technology, um, their marketing and distribution, their their product capabilities, their quality, um, and their staying power. You know, looked at the company's finances and whether they're likely to actually be around for the long haul. Yeah, and how how many companies did y'all analyze or do the research on? And since you mentioned the leaderboard, who came out on top? And really, what was the thing that brought them to the forefront? Well, we looked at eighteen different companies, including um, you know most of the the major automakers, um, as well as some of the uh, the newer companies that aren't uh, traditional car car companies, um, and um, from uh, from those. Um, the the top companies, the, the leading companies we came out with based on our scoring were, were Ford, General Motors, uh, Renault, Nissan, Alliance, and Daimler, which is the parent company of Mercedes-Benz, um, and then uh, Waymo, which is the, the self-driving car company that was spun off from Google, um, is, came in seventh overall, um, and Uber came in sixteenth out of uh, out of the uh, eighteen companies. Well. It- I guess my question would be, have you ever seen such an advancement in technology in the last, I guess, let's just say the last 10 years? It's pretty amazing from my seat. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've worked in the auto industry, you know, for 30 years <clears throat> since I was uh, a co-op student studying engineering. And uh, this is by far the most interesting time in my career. You know, things are moving faster and and changing in more in bigger ways than I've ever seen in, in my lifetime. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest obstacle? I mean, I know the concept and I know that the technology is moving that direction, but I as I've sat there and I've read a little bit over the last uh, uh, few weeks with the new automated driving vehicles and especially being in the repair industry because it has a huge effect on, on, on us as far as the body repair and that type of thing, the technology that's in it. What's the biggest obstacle before that is brought to the, to the public where it's going to be you know, implemented where you can go to a, a car lot and, or, or order it or get that vehicle where you can be driving it. I know of somewhere I read where it's important that, or they were hoping that cities and towns would implement lanes for these vehicles and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly the, I think, you know, probably the, the, the biggest initial obstacle is going to be cost. Um, these vehicles, you know, all the sensors and the, the uh, computers that they have to put in these vehicles to control them are not going to be cheap. So, uh, you know, where we'll see this stuff uh, used first um, in vehicles that you can actually buy um, is going to be in, in premium vehicles, you know, more expensive vehicles because um, those, those customers will be able to afford it. But I think where we'll actually see the most of these um, is in, you know, what we call ride-hailing services uh, and mobility services, um, things like, you know, what, what, you, what you think of today as companies like Uber and Lyft, where you can use a smartphone app you know, when you need a, a, a ride somewhere, you open up their app and uh, it shows your location. You say, I need a Lyft or an Uber, and the car, you know, the driver comes and picks you up. You know, those are going to be uh, eventually replaced by self-driving vehicles. And that, th- that's going to be a lot more affordable um, than actually buying them. And, you know, I think a lot of companies are going to be focusing more on those kinds of services um, because, you know, they're... they're the other, the other uh, issue besides cost is actually making all this technology work in a wide variety of conditions. I mean, so far, most of the testing we've seen has been in places like California, where you don't have much in the way of weather. Um, here in Detroit, where I live, you know, where you get, uh, you can get some pretty bad winters, or in Boston and, and other places, or places where it's rainy or very dusty, um, the technology doesn't work as well yet. And so, you know, the places where we're going to see it first are in places where the, the weather, you know, and the, and the road conditions um, are, allow for these kinds of cars to work. And it's probably not going to be till the late 2020s till you see more expansion. Sam, uh, I certainly appreciate you calling in. And, and you know what? I'm excited about seeing the technology moving forward. Thank you for calling in. And once again, good luck with uh, as you continue to, to do the research and lead us in the right direction. All right. That's great, great to talk to you. Thank Have you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio Show. And once again, this is a live call-in show. So I invite you to give us a call at 866 888 
And once again, the question out there is, when is the time that you ignored the warning signs and had to pay the price for it? Because we all have been down that road. And as I mentioned, I just, I'm in the middle of being down that road where I ignored uh, my daughter's warning signs on her car and probably going to have to pay the price for that. But also we talked to talking about what we can do and the change in technology as we just got finished talking to Sam with uh, Navigate Research and they're talking about the driverless cars and the self-driving cars and the technology that's gone into that and how close it is to being maybe not implemented for the general public yet just because of the cost, but it's probably coming pretty soon that those vehicles are going to be on the road in some form. But also we start thinking about that. It makes you start thinking about all the technology over the last 20 years in automobiles and stuff. How, you know what, with that technology, there's also a responsibility as far as us as the vehicle owner to be able to know how to take care of that vehicle. And there's also a cost involved in that. It causes more technology that goes in the vehicle. The cost of the vehicle goes up. But also the other piece of that is that when you're looking at a vehicle and some of the technology that goes into it and some of the added benefits, you need to also examine what that cost is for you if all of a sudden, eight years from now, that vehicle's in an accident or breaks down, what it's going to cost to repair that when you're you know, all of that should factor into it. And the question and, and the comment I want to talk about is just how do we prepare our cars for the season in which they're in? And I said the first thing I, I think is we're moving out of the winter and the, the snow and the ice on the roads. The first thing we need to do is start is to wash our cars, sort of wash away all of that uh, salt and all of that road stuff that's that, that's build up on the vehicle where it's been too cold to get out and spend time with your car. You know, the first thing I would say is wash it, but also make sure you wash underneath the undercarriage of it because that's where that rust will get started. And it's so easy to just sort of out of sight, out of mind, to all of a sudden you start seeing that rust come through. And even parts that you don't see, the suspension parts as far as the the struts and the, the tie rods and the bushings that are under there, that salt can cause some damage there, and it can do it pretty rapidly. So get the thing undercarriage washed good, get it cleaned, get all that road grime and salt out of there. And it not just for the salt and coming out of winter, but it's just a smart thing to do on a regular basis. When you wash the car, you know, make sure you take time to do some hand washing to, to really clean it and good soap and a just give it a good scrubbing because that's going to give the longevity of the paint job, the body of the car is going to hold up more. And also it gives you the opportunity when you're hand washing a vehicle, you can see those little imperfections where you may have a little chip in the paint and you can go and just touch that up before it becomes a huge problem. One thing I'm going to stop long enough to say, one of the worst things that people will say, well, I wash my car all the time. They come in down at the shop and their car will be, dull looking and i'll ask where they you know they wash it most of the times if you go through a brush car wash that is devastating on the finish of a vehicle so i always say you know don't don't go through any car wash that uses a brush or rags or go into that the the coin operated car wash you take that brush off the wall there and you run the soap through it and you start scrubbing your vehicle down with that real good the only thing is the guy in front of you had the pickup truck that had been mudding and so all that 
grime is sort of caked inside that brush and all of a sudden you're using it to basically just scratch your car up. So it's always good to hand wash one. And like I said, you're able to look the vehicle over better by doing that. You'll start noticing the small imperfections. And if you have a chip, you know, it's easy to go by. You can go by your dealership and they can sell you some touch-up paint. Most auto parts stores can order touch-up paint. And by doing that, it'll save you a ton of money in the future because you're, you're, you're sort of locking up that, that area from getting rust to etch in there. Also put a good coat of wax on a vehicle. And I strongly recommend Meguiar's Cleaner Wax. And the reason I like that so much is the fact that it's easy to put on and it'll wash itself off in a, in, in a couple months. It'll wash itself off so you don't have that buildup. If you just do that a few times a year, it'll keep the longevity of that paint job. It'll keep looking nice and pristine and have a nice shine to it. So those are just little things that you can do in your driveway other piece of that is how do you prepare your car to give you good service do other type of maintenance go to that next level i mean get some lock graphite that you put in your your locks your door locks your your switch locks that prolongs the that lock mechanism and and all your hinges just get some wd-40 or white lithium grease and and all those hinges uh your hood hinge your door hinge your door locks all of a sudden, those things are going to last you. It's going to double the, the life of those. We have people come in every day who will have a, a door has dropped down. And part of that problem is the fact that the weight of the door is greater than, than the, the hinges and the bushings that those things are. But if you were to keep them oiled up, they operate a lot smoother and it'll prolong the life of that. And also, when you get one that drops down, go ahead and get that. It's one of those preventive things. When your door starts dropping and it's hard to shut, the worst thing you can do is just keep slamming it harder and forcing that thing shut because what will happen is there's a little piece that comes out. As you open the door, it has that little knob that comes out that the door latch snaps into. When that thing's misaligned, you break that weld, and then all of a sudden it becomes a very expensive repair so those are just the maintenance things you can do, and it's easy to overlook all of those. And then you start getting into the, the engine compartment. Keep your oil changed. Springtime is the great time to remember to take your vehicle in and get the radiator flushed and get new coolant put in there. And I know the time in which we live in now, there's very few service stations that offer full service. But find somewhere that you can go that periodically you can go in there and have them check all your fluids because that's going to make sure that your vehicle keeps giving you good service, isn't going to break down on you. And also when I'm saying that, the one of the most productive things you can do is to go to some garages and repair facilities in your area, and especially if you've got a student off in college, Go up there and find somebody who's a mechanic that you feel comfortable with, that that student knows where to go if they all of a sudden a light comes on or they're having a, the car won't crank that morning or something's tires going flat or whatever, where they can go and feel that somebody that they can trust. If you talk to them in advance, it's just such a, you already build a relationship with them. 
and I think it'll save you money in the long run. That's why I tell you, you know, when you have an accident and you're in a crisis, the worst thing you need to do is be trying to figure out what record company you're calling and what body shop it's going to. When your car breaks down, finding out who's going to tow it and what mechanic you're going to have to look at your car. If you already know those answers, it makes it's so much easier. You're not under that stress because when you're under stress and you make those decisions, there's a good chance you're going to make the wrong decision by not knowing. I mean, it can cost you money because if you're sitting on the side of the road and a police officer pulls up and says, are you broke down? Do you need to call a record? They're going to call a random truck that's on rotation, but they could be going to the other side of town or the County in which you live in. And then you're having to deal with storage fees. You're having to deal with, removing the vehicle where if you knew who to call, you would go ahead and call them. It'd probably be somebody close to where you live. And also you would know where it's going. So it's going to save you money by not having to duplicate a tow again, where it's going to just be dollars out of your pocket. Another thing that I always say, looking at preparing your, your vehicle and preparing for the future, take time to sit down with an agent and go over your policy i mean what is your deductible how many people know what their deductible is on a vehicle people come in every day and they have no clue when they come in what their deductible is they have no clue what their coverage is so sort of sit down and and find out is it good to have rental coverage on my vehicle how much is that going to cost me instead of me paying for a roadside from an independent carrier does my insurance company carry that and you can have that added on. And most of the time, those things are going to save you a lot of money. So the big thing is do the proactive things because if you do that, it may cost you a little bit on the front end, but on the back end, it's going to save you a lot of money. And it's going to cause you to get a lot more life out of your car. Vehicles aren't cheap. They're a huge investment. So my, my advice is do everything you can to get every mile out of that vehicle and make sure that it's safe, beautiful, and you're able to continue to drive and continue to love that vehicle. We're back in just one moment with Christian Car Guy Radio. Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio Show, and I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. As we were just talking about preparing our car for the the season in which it's in and doing the things that's proactive, and we have a responsibility there to, to prepare it and get it ready for whatever the future may hold for it and get it ready for the road and get it ready to, to be able to give us service. You know, God also has done that for us. We sit there and you think about all the biblical stories and I, you know, first thing I always think about, and I love the book of Esther, how, you know, God placed her in a place that she was able to make an impact for God. And you think about the story of Joseph in, in Genesis, starts in chapter 37, where Joseph went from being the, the golden child to all of a sudden it seemed like the world was just caving in on them, but God had a plan for that. And God was able to use that for a mighty, mighty 
way and to be able to show God in that situation. We think about, you know, the disciples. You know, the lessons that they learned and God was able to work through them. And as they walked with Christ, you know, the whole time Christ was preparing them for something special. Christ was preparing them to be able to go out and spread the message, to be able to take whatever this world gives them and stay positive and stay focused on not what this side of heaven is like, but what heaven was like and what that promise was. And it makes me think about the the passage in Ecclesiastes 3, where it's a time for everything. A time, you know, our seasons in our life, you know, we don't know what tomorrow is going to unfold for us. And I just love it. I'm just going to read through that because to me it's just so powerful when you sit there and you start thinking about it. Uh, so it's out. There is a time for everything. A season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. A time to uproot. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to tear down. And a time to build. A time to weep. And a time to laugh. A time to mourn. And a time to dance. A time to scatter stones. And a time to gather them. A time to embrace. And a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search. And a time to give up. A time to keep. And a time to throw away. A time to be silent. And a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. As you read over that, you see it's almost polar opposites back and forth. The one common denominator in that, what God wants to teach us, is through it all, our seasons in our life are going to change rapidly. As we get older, we're in a different season. As we go through illness or job loss or our car breaking down or being in a car accident, whatever it may be, those seasons change. But the one thing that doesn't change is Jesus Christ in that, is the hope in which he gives us. And what we have a responsibility as Christians is to reflect Christ in everything we do. If we're in the middle of a situation that is a death of a, a friend or a family member, how we project Christ in that situation. If we're there for the birth of a child, is how do we project Christ in it? If we're there for a time of war or a time of peace, it's how do we project Christ in it? Because Christ has given us the tools that we can be successful. And sometimes it's not being successful by the world's standards. It's being successful in Jesus' eyes, our Lord and Savior. And as we sit there and we go into to these situations when it seems like it's so hopeless, and you know, you get thrown with those questions about, you know, where is God in this? God is dead in the middle of it. And sometimes we can lose sight of that. You know, we you hear those questions and stuff where people will ask, you know, if, if, if this is really a truly loving God, how can how can he do that? Because we live in a fallen world. This world isn't. Isn't heaven. 
but God has promised us heaven. And, you know, you have people say, you know what, if God was the creator of everything, why did he create suffering and sin and, and heartache and hardships that we go through? Why isn't this the perfect world with harmony and, and, and peace and everybody's healthy? And you know what? When God created this world, that is the world he created. But also he created humans me and you and all the humans that came before us and the ones that will come after us with a free will. And that free will can get us in trouble. But God tells us there is a way. There's hope. And as we are thinking about it, you know, we're fixing to go into the season, Easter season, that is that hope that Christ kept pointing to, that God kept pointing to, because he gave his son to come to this earth to die on Calvary. And you know what, that's, that's a noble thing to do. But it's not as important. And the, the, the sting of that is taken away by the fact of what happened three days later when he rose from the grave and he conquered death. He died on that cross for my sins and your sins. And he died on that cross and rose with the hope of showing us heaven and showing us the path to heaven and the new you know, that when we go in and we read through Ecclesiastics, when we're in that season of life, Jesus has always told us he's walking with us. He's there beside us. That's what he kept telling the disciples. There'll be a time when I'm not here on earth, but I'll be with you always. And he instructed the disciples how to carry on and how to make sure that, that their mission in life was to make sure that they reflected Jesus Christ in the gospel and that hope. You know, we sit there and you look at, 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 at Paul, you know, his message and so many times was talking about running a race and never giving up and never being finished. You know what, as a Christian, until the day they put us in the ground and we take our last breath on this side of heaven, we're not done. We haven't accomplished anything yet because we're called to be warriors every single day. And we're called to do it in love and to reflect Jesus Christ. You know, we sit there and look at all the, the examples that Christ gave us. And that was preparing us to be Christ-like. We sit there and see when he met the woman at the well or, or, or the prostitute or anybody else. Or, or when he went into the home and broke bread with people that weren't believers, tax collectors and, and all of that stuff. He always did it out of love. That's what we should do is share Jesus Christ in everything we do. Because if we don't, I don't think God is going to be happy with us. And I think we miss that opportunity because I, I look at it this way. We go to heaven. I want to take as many people along with me as I can. So this weekend, I just encourage you to go somewhere and be in church. Be able to hear the, the message of the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Go there and celebrate that. You know, you can, if you're in this area, come to Pinedale Christian Church and sit with me. I'd love to have you go to Calvary Baptist and sit with Robbie. Wherever you're at, make sure you're in church this weekend. And don't just be one of those Easter and Christmas attenders. You know, God wants to be able to prepare us for the future. Just like we need to prepare our cars, God is preparing us. So don't miss those opportunities. Be proactive. Be servants of Jesus Christ. And once again, thank you for listening this morning. Uh, Robbie, have a great weekend, and I know it'll be a, a, an awesome time. See you back next week. Once again, Christian Car Guy Radio.